0: to all of you to the Potter's house family and to all those that are joining us. We are starting our uh, a, a new series today and uh, and it's called Fresh Fire. We, I want to do this series or, or the study on the Holy Spirit uh, as I believe that in the days that we are living in we need to understand the person of the Holy Spirit, that he is part of the Godhead and the importance of harnessing the power that God has given to us in the Holy Spirit. This is very important for us as, as believers, as we grow. Now, many of us have learned about the Holy Spirit. Some of us have been believers for many, many years. I pray that over the, some of it may be fundamental in the beginning, it may be basic, but as we continue, I believe it will intensify because I believe uh, if we are going to live the life that God has determined for us to live in the earth today, we need to harness the power of the Holy Spirit and really come to an understanding of the fullness of the person of the Holy Spirit because Jesus made a statement and he says, uh, when I go, I will send to you the Holy Spirit, who will be your comforter, your teacher, and your guide. And this is very important. He is the comforter, the teacher, and the guide. He is, in the Greek word, they say parakletos, the one that walks alongside you. And and this is very important for us. So today we're going to focus on who is the Holy Holy Spirit. And over the weeks, we're going to look at what does the Holy Spirit do How do we relate to the Holy Spirit? I want you to have a deeper understanding. Please uh, journey with us and see how the Holy Spirit fills into every facet of our lives. Uh, I believe this, uh, uh, I will share with you some simple steps that will lead us into a deeper experience with the Holy Spirit with a step-by-step understanding of the Holy Spirit and how we can begin to incorporate the work of the Holy Spirit in our, into our personal lives. The Holy Spirit is the key to every New Testament church. As I look around us today, I um, I look and I see that we lack in our fire and our passion for God. And the one thing that the Holy Spirit brings is fire and passion. And so we're praying that God will rekindle the fire in us and the passion for the things of God. That even in this generation, and I believe all that has been transpiring in the world today is God's way of getting our attention, is God's way of even allowing this generation to see that we need God. In a year in a generation or in a world of of artificial intelligence in the world that is seems and has been suggesting that we are so progressive that everything can take a halt at one shift in our society, one shift in our world. And so we've realized that, yes, there are limitations. Yes, there are some things that haven't changed. And I want to introduce the person of the Holy Spirit to us. I believe time has come to give the Holy Spirit His rightful place in our lives, in our churches, in our ministries, in our homes, in our society, in the world today. And I I say it in the church today because it is possible to have church without the Holy Spirit being present. Let's go. Let's go and look at this. In Acts chapter 19, and that's where we want to start today, in Acts chapter 19... Verses 1 uh, to 7, and I want to read. You can read with me. While Apollos was in at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. And there he found some disciples, and he asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they answered and answered and said, No, we have not even heard. That there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked them, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism to repentance. He told the people, he told the people to believe in him and the one that is coming after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And verse 6, it says, And when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. Now, Paul, in Acts chapter 19, we know in Acts chapter 2, there was already the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the Holy the those that were in the upper room were filled with the Holy Spirit. Those that were around heard of it. And then Peter went out and he, and he ministered and, and, and 3,000 souls came to the Lord. So we, we understand that the, the Holy Spirit and the evidence of the Holy Spirit were and the work of the Holy Spirit had already come. But Paul is coming in Acts chapter 19 to the church in Ephesus and he's asking them, They are an established work. They are disciples. That means they are already doing ministry. And that's what brings me to my my initial statement that it is possible to have church without the Holy Spirit. It's not what God has intended, but it is possible. It is impossible that ministry can become the work of man. But God in his sovereignty has so it fit that he sends Paul to the church of Ephesus and said, did you receive the Holy Spirit? They said, no, we received the baptism, John's baptism, the baptism to repentance. So we understand that there are is two baptisms. There's a baptism into water, which brings, and repentance, which brings salvation. Then there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit that begins to allow the gifts of the Spirit now to become evident in our lives. So we, we find that he asks them the question, and he makes a statement of the importance of, of receiving the Holy Spirit. So he lays hands on them and they receive the Holy Spirit. There are many ways in which the Holy Spirit is imparted into the lives of people. Um, I personally can testify to the fact that I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit or into my uh, in, in my life with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Uh, in in the living room of my family while we were doing a family altar, the Spirit of the Lord touched me. So there is not the limitation that someone has to lay hands on you so that you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So I want you to understand you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can receive the Holy Spirit in your life uh, wherever you are. So this is my desire that even at the end of this session, I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to pr- be praying for you that not only will you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, not only would you receive the Holy Spirit in your life, but you will see him working in your life. Now, you cannot be saved without the Holy Spirit. That's the next statement that i make. You cannot be saved without the Holy Spirit. John chapter 3, verse 3 to 6. This is... Jesus speaking to Nicodemus. Jesus replied to Nicodemus and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, No man can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. That means, he says, no one can be part of the kingdom of God. No one can enter into salvation without being born again. And so he says, how can someone who is born be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter the second time into their mother's womb to be born. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, now understand, Nicodemus is a, is a member of the Sanhedrin, he is, a, is, is an astute man, he is a student of the of the law, but he still didn't understand the dynamic of the spirit. Because he makes a very literal And and, and a picture when he says, you cannot enter your mother's womb the second time. So he, he, he comes in and then he says, and Jesus answered and said, verily, verily, I say unto you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of the water and the spirit. For the flesh gives birth to the flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. So I want you to understand this. At salvation, at salvation, when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God comes into your life and bears witness that you are a child of God. Very important for us to understand. So there's the baptism. uh, He says, you cannot enter the kingdom of God until you're born of water. That means he refers to water baptism, and this is an important uh, principle, this is an important part of every Christian believer's walk. You, ca- you, you, you cannot just know salvation without baptism. And baptism, water baptism, is a baptism to repentance. They can refer to it as John's baptism. But it's a baptism into repentance confirming that you are saved. It is basically an outward expression of the inward change. That's what, that's what the need of water baptism is. But now, he says, now you have to also be born of the Spirit. Because understanding, up until this time, the, the, the Spirit of the world was leading your life. And so when, when, this, when, when you get saved, the Spirit of the Lord comes and bears witness with your spirit that you are now a child of God. Where do we see this? Go, go with me to Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 17, and we're going to end there. For this, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you have received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. The Spirit you receive has brought about your adoption to sonship. So that means at salvation, the Spirit of God comes into your life and now confirms that you are a child of God and by him, that means by the spirit, not it, not a thing, by him, the person of the Holy Spirit, we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself Himself, testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Amen. So it's the test, the spirit. Remember I said to you, when we, when we receive salvation, the Spirit of God comes into our lives, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of the Most High God. Amen. And then he says, the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, we shall also share in his glory. So the second point that we find is that the assurance of our salvation is the witness of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, I want you to understand this, the importance, and it cannot be overemphasized how important the Holy Spirit is to us. So we we, we on the topic of who is the Holy Spirit. We've seen uh, that we cannot be saved without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is... At, the spirit of witness or testimony that we are children of the Most High God. It's often a question that many young believers ask, how do we truly know that we belong to Christ? In the bottom line, the answer to this is that the Holy Spirit gives us an inner witness that we are children of God. So the Holy Spirit comes into your life and starts with you in the inception of salvation And continues throughout your life. Let's just bow for a word of prayer today. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I bring your sons and daughters to you. Everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And we thank you that with salvation we have received the Holy Spirit. The parakletos the one that walks alongside us. This is the confirmation that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And so today I pray, let there be a witness for those that have not received salvation as they ask you into their life, Jesus come and witness to them that they are children of the Most High God. Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would lead every believer that we pray today, like Paul says to the church at, uh, uh, at Rome in Romans, he says, I, I come so that I may impart some gift to you. I'm praying that there will be a stirring up of the Spirit of God in the lives of your believers, that we will not operate on the system of this world, but we will operate by His Spirit. So we ask your blessings today upon your people in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Good night. God bless you. Enjoy your evening. Join us again uh, tomorrow. Let's just be a part of our daily devotion as we begin to do the study. I pray that you will grow in Christ. Amen. Blessings.